Hi everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of Cue the Pink. I can't believe it's finally here. I'm so excited. On today's episode, I invited a little musical genius that I happen to know. We do share some genes, and no, not the like kind that you wear, like, like the family kind. It's my cousin, John Greska. We will be popping some very amazing movie culture and also some rosé. Actually, I'll be popping the rosé. He'll just be popping the movie culture. <laughs> I literally couldn't imagine kicking off this podcast with literally anyone else. So I won't tell you more. Let's just do this. Let's get right into it. And popping the movie culture and hopefully at some point some rose. Special guest, and yes, we may be family, but genius runs in the family, so you know. Um, I have my cousin John Greska. Oh, that's, that's me. Hey. So we decided like what movie like really inspired kind of the both of us in some kind of way. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we came up with There's only one place to spend the summer. You're going to Camp Rock. There's a lot of movies out there. There's a lot of Oscar winners, but I think the movie that inspired both of us the most had to be Disney Channel's Camp Rock. It had to be. It had to be. It was like a classic. Classic. Not High School Musical. No. Um, Not, Mm. you know, yeah, a little bit, a little (laughs) bit High School Musical, but Camp Rock really took the... It took the cake. It really did. So we're going to, you know, get into a little bit of Camp Rock here. I hope you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus now. It's on Disney Plus. There's literally no excuse. Um, Unless, you know, you don't have a Disney Plus subscription, then that's a little bit of an excuse. Well, then you can go on Amazon and rent (laughs) it. You can buy it on a DVD. You can go to the library and rent it, you know? Like, there's a lot of solutions. My God. Look at you, creative thinker. (laughs) Well, you know. Genius. Yeah. It runs in the family. It runs in the family. I'm going to have our guest give us his 20-second breakdown of this movie. Oh, my gosh. I only get 20 seconds? Okay. Okay. Yeah, we just we need, like, the, like, why would we watch Camp Rock? Okay. You get to see um, a pre-Sunny with a Chance Demi Lovato go um, to music camp in the form of Camp Rock, and she gets to show off her singing skills in very awkward Jonas Brothers adolescence. And, so awkward. And they just, the, it's the greatest. It's some of the greatest disney channel era oh and the music the music is you know i called it you know disney channel's lame is plenty Uh, of times i thought it was like a nick jonas reference but he really he saw it that way i think i can (laughs) if i was given more time i would just i I I could give you like a whole thesis um, on music breakdown on why i think camp rock is Disney's musical masterpiece, but I think my 20 seconds are up, so. Yeah, I wasn't really counting, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) true. You know, it's crazy, though, because, like, I never realized how awkward the Jonas Brothers were in this. Oh, my gosh. Like, because when I watched it, like, for the first time, I was in love with Nick Jonas. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just, I, but they're so, well, Kevin's role like we discussed this like I hope they paid that boy more than they paid the other ones 
Because in his small part that he got, they made him so ridiculous. He probably didn't even want to be in the movie, but they they needed like all three brothers to make a reference to the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) All right. So going back to that, like I was talking about, I was, I think I was about 16, 15, 16 when the, when Camp Rock came out. You don't have to say your age if you don't want to. You're younger than me, so I don't know why you wouldn't want to. But anyway, I was in teens. I'm trying. No, I'm trying to think. I just, I don't, if you were like 15, I was probably, I don't know, I think like. Are we really going to call me out here? No, I'm just trying to like seven or eight. When I was 16, you were. No, no, no. You were 16. Okay. Then I was like. 15, 16. I was probably like nine or 10 then. Yeah. I'm somewhere in that age group. Okay. Because I don't know how old I am. (laughs) And I mean, it's it's funny because they're very different ages, but I'm. Because I'm pretty sure we probably had a similar, like, experience with yeah. it. But, yeah, so we I were... I we had the, you know, as, as far apart as we are, you know, I think we had the most similar childhood experience. Yeah. In terms of things we watched and That's things true. we did. That's when I knew you were the coolest one. <laughs> Do you kind of remember a little bit of, like, the first time you saw it or, or no? I think because after, you know, the high school musical experience... Disney, uh, they knew they had to make like another movie musical, and so they really hyped up Camp Rock. I was part of the group that like I was like, Mom and Dad, cancel all your plans for this day. Don't plan anything um, because I'm gonna be here for two hours on the couch with all my snacks, and I'm gonna watch Camp Rock. And do you do you kind of remember like a little bit of like what your experience was like emotionally the first time did the excitement continue throughout you know like i mentioned i think i felt like it was the musical les mis at the time and i was just so impressed by it and not in the same way i was impressed by high school musical like i think i have all three high school musical cds and i wasn't like running out to buy the camp rock cd but i remember the time i watched camp rock i was like wow look at they did that yeah look at this and it was like i think it was so hyped up too because like it was super hyped up i remember because i I was a disney channel kid i wasn't a nickelodeon kid and i remember like every five seconds around the time there was like those we rock uh, (laughs) uh, commercials on the tv and i was like okay fine i'll I'll rock (laughs) fine i'll rock you know we were talking about that the other day because we've been watching a lot of reruns and we've been rewatching a lot of like the shows and it's crazy like Hannah Montana, you know, Wizards of Waverly Place, all of them like who would have thought that their careers would keep going so many years after just like how they inspired our careers like they can't even pretend like it didn't inspire their careers like that. What are some highlights of the movie for you? This is such a hard question. This you know, so- can we like, you know, Musical highlights, emotional highlights. Um, For you, musical. No, you know, we have to come back to that. We have okay, to come back okay. to that. Okay, um, we'll come back to no, that. No, well, like musical highlights, but, you know, in just general highlights. Um, three highlights of the movie. Okay, three highlights of the movie. I really like the Too Cool For You song. Um, and not, I know, it, we're not, I'm not as a musical highlight, because I said we're coming back to okay, that. Okay, okay. But I really like the part where like they do the shoulder shimmy and (laughs) shoulder but that for some reason has like embedded into my head (laughs) and like growing up 
has at least like once a year has included that that shoulder shimmy you know high school college there's been a a shoulder shimmy and i have to thank (laughs) camp rock for that and it's funny because nick jonas used to do a little like shoulder shimmy did he really yeah he used to have this little thing with like his guitar but i mean it wasn't it wasn't at the level of too no it wasn't at the level of too cool but that's interesting i wonder if maybe he had any part of (laughs) of the inspiration for yeah making the shoulder shimmy a thing oh the 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 i know there's like five jams they do like five jams throughout the movie i like the i don't know what it is but there's this one jam where Allison Stoner is performing and she's performing on the keyboard and she's like and her hands are like going all over the keyboard <laughs> and that's like ingrained into my memory too I don't know just because like her hands absolutely do not match what's playing that happens a lot in the movie yeah. like when Joe Jonas is playing the guitar oh and- my god that was so bad when he's playing the guitar I think the only one that matches like a moment where Demi's on the piano it feels like that's the only time that mm-hmm. anything matches and I think the third highlight is not like a specific point but it has to just be like the overall how dramatic all these teenagers were another teenager would have parents that live like normal lives <laughs> and like how dare your parent be like someone who's a chef you know the chef that feeds us and not like someone who works as a chinese record label mogul and <laughs> and then they like shun her for the rest of camp like it was just as teenagers do that note was there any particular moment that hit differently this time around well i think we mentioned this a lot but watching kevin jonas oh i feel God. i feel like you know it used to you know when you're like eight or nine or watching him it's you know it was kind of funny like he but now um, watching him now he's he's like 23 24 year old man and he's like uh i'm waiting for oh i don't even know what joe's name was supposed shane, shane. i i want shane to make my birdhouse that's and all he that's said all, that's the only word he said the whole movie was birdhouse you mean making my birdhouse making right? my birdhouse oh my god <laughs> yes i mean honestly so before like okay as an actress myself which i probably should have mentioned that um as an actress <laughs> she's available myself, yeah i'm available um as an actress myself i can like see like watching yourself back is horrible but watching yourself back in that frame of like with that character can you imagine how and then can you imagine if your kids like the movie and then they have to continuously watch you be this great character oh my god like i hope they paid him extra i really think that he deserved to be paid extra and then it's like not bad enough that like the jonas brothers always had him kind of was like oh you know and kevin and now like in this movie i don't know what they were trying to pull that was not cool wait you know what else hits differently now Um, part of the movie is supposed to be like how teenagers like are mean and teenagers think differently than like adults or something Mm -hmm. and then like halfway through the movie mitchy's like digging through her mom's stuff because she doesn't like any of her own teenager clothes so she finds her mom's like super weird mom green blouse and she's like i can wear this 
this is safe. And it just looks like a giant green blanket. Oh I can't believe she chose, like, the executives at Disney thought that that weird green thing was safer than any of the things Mitchie had worn so far. Yeah, and that everyone else was wearing. Right. Also, like, she had this brown belt buckle. Right, that, that, just... that weird green belt buckle. Yeah. I think the things that mostly stand out are, like, stuff that you're like, is that realistic? And being a teen myself watching it, I'm like, how does one fall for those things? Right. We were teenagers once, you know? Yeah. We know we know how it goes. It's just weird, but yeah, some of the stuff I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are your top three characters? I think my top character is Caitlin, Allison Stoner's character. Okay, yeah. Peggy. <laughs> Stop. I like... Peggy Margaret? Peggy, yes. <laughs> Peggy, whose name changes to Margaret at the end of the movie. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Maybe, like, I missed why her name changes. Then... They have that scene that they like inserted in there where one of the characters go like, Margaret, isn't her name Peggy? Who's in like the three mean girls? Um, no, I think she, she was like, who's Margaret who's Dupree? Mar- yeah, that's it. Who's Margaret <laughs> Dupree? Your best friend, bro. <laughs> Your best friend whose name is Peggy. I don't get it. I guess Mitchie. I don't really, I don't really like Mitchie as a character. I think she has the best voice out of everyone. So I'll give her that. But. I don't think she's a compelling character. I yeah, I, I, I really like Caitlyn the best. Um, yeah, Kate, and she was more real. Like she was, she, she was a really re- good character. They didn't make her like this weird fake teenager. Like yeah. I feel like she was a real teenager. She, you're right. I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, I guess like mine would be. I, I think Caitlyn's really. I'd never put that together, but she's a really good character. Um, I love the mom. <gasps> the mom. The no, she'd be my great. number three. Yeah. yeah, the mom's great and. To me, it's just got to be Nick Jonas. <laughs> Wasn't Stop. his name like Nate? <laughs> Nate. Yeah. Nate. He has. It's just because it was Nate. that. That was for me. That was like prime Jonas Brothers. Um, Your three least favorite characters. Shane. Whoever Kevin was supposed to be playing. I forgot his name. I forgot his That's name. That's how memorable <laughs> the character was. And uh, Australian guy who's running the camp. I to, agree. To be honest, I don't even like really dislike Tess. Because they introduce, like, her conflict way at the end of the movie, which, you know, there's no point because that doesn't make her compelling. But at least she has, like, a story. Yeah. I just, the Australian guy is, you know, I know it's a solo, but your voice is so low that, like, (laughs) shut up. Oh, my God. (laughs) He did say that. Okay. So we're going to do a little game. What we're going to do is we're going to take the storyline and genre that it already has flip it and make it your own genre like a horror like a little bit of an action horror um movie um i would take the same concept i think i'd still make it a musical i think that'd be funny i was um, really thinking that like i've never seen a scary musical horror movie i'm sure there's one or two out there but i don't <laughs> think it's caught on i don't think it's caught on okay so i'd make it a horror movie it's perfect because they're in the woods. Yeah, uh, like fighting for a spot in Final Jam, like I think like a like a Hunger Games style thing. Oh, like if you lost your jam, you're lost. Uh, you're they. I think they would like kill you, kind of <gasps> kind of thing. Oh um, my god! I think that would be super interesting, and it wouldn't be like the camp counselors. I think like the other campers. I think could kill you, and uh, Tess. 
was like the leading reigning champion. Like she's the only one to have, be, have been in like multiple uh, camp rocks. You know, if you don't win your final jam, you die. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do not steal that from us. <laughs> <laughs> TM, that's intellectual property, so. Yes. Well, now having seen the movie, how predictable do you feel this movie is? Like, from, say, like, viewing the trailer or something, do you feel it's pretty predictable or? Like the whole. Yeah. I kind of feel like because it's, like, Mitchie the main character, I do feel like with, like, making her not be able to be in the final jam was a good surprise element. I mean, I feel like in general, it's predictable. You know she's going to go to Camp Rock. You know that because it's her song and her songs are like the best songs or whatever, you know that she's the girl that Shane's looking for. And you know because... She, he doesn't hear her songs by the end of the movie that even if she gets kicked out of Final Jam, she's going to have to sing at Final Jam. So it really doesn't matter that she gets kicked out of Final Jam because she's going to... She's the front runner. She's the front runner. I think the movie with the better twist, which I hate to say because I didn't like it, but it had the better um, twist, was Camp Rock 2. I don't remember Camp Rock 2. You don't remember Camp Rock 2? No. Okay, so then I'm not going to say yeah, it no, because be we another... have to watch it. Yeah. Musically, this movie is still a masterpiece, but... Um, yeah, like, the like it, it's a Disney movie, so, like, masterpiece is, is used very lightly, but it is, it is one of those movies that I think marked a lot of people. What role would you cast yourself in? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd be... Kevin Jonas. I'd want to be either Caitlyn or, or you know what? I could see you as Caitlyn. That, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, I'd want to be um, the that camp counselor. Not the Australian one, but the lady. It's just all the jams. Yeah, she opens it like, up. And she's like, everyone, welcome. <laughs> Campfire jam. And she's always, like, super pumped. And I'd want to be her. Yeah, she, she seemed, was good. She was really good. I would cast myself in. I feel like I'd... Well, she's played by Annalise. Was it McCoy? Her real name is Annalise. Right, the other one of Tessa's. Yeah, uh, I kind of like her. Or I wouldn't be mad. Well, no, I think Tess is like a oh, interesting villain. So like, I don't know. Or Nate's girlfriend. <laughs> That's what I would cast myself in. So I think we should talk about a little bit like why this movie speaks to us. So I think now you can get into like the musical part of it. Give us like a rundown of. Okay, so. Firing. So I think, so first of all, Disney musically has tried really hard with all their musicals, which yeah. I appreciate. You know, the, the Cheetah Girls is really good. Cheetah Girls do have some classics. Cheetah though. Girls has some classic songs. Yeah. Um, high School Musicals, even if, you know, the, 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 the stories, you know, they're, you know, they're okay. But like the songs, you know, they're, they're bops. The thing about... Uh, Camp Rock is that even if the the songs themselves stick more to like you know the rock feel in musicals like in Rent and in Wicked and in like theater music or classical music or stuff that's not really you know just generated to be one-off pieces of music 
every character has like a motif designated to them. Like a per- so like it's like a purpose type of thing. I guess that's a good way to put it. It's it's something that like moves the story forward. But in music form. Okay, yeah. Like I feel like Disney has always been really good about their music. And something that really impressed me about Camp Rock is even though most of the songs were also one-offs, is characters started to, like one or two, for a, couple, a few of the songs, characters started to get um, motifs. And motifs, it, a motif is this concept, um, mostly in like uh, musical theater and like classic musical theater, mm-hmm. um, where each character gets like a, a different riff that represents only them and so when two characters like come together they use their motifs to like it represents how they feel at that moment like their motif represents them and how they feel and so i guess the best i probably can't explain it the way like a musical theater professor can but like i guess the best example could be like hamilton like if you've ever listened to hamilton Hamilton, he has his own song, and he's like, I am not throwing away my shot, and that's his motif. Is it kind of and, like a point of view of the character? Well, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, so like also in Hamilton, Angelica has her motif. Um, that's kind of like why I called um, Camp Rock Disney's Les Mis, even though it's definitely not, because <laughs> it doesn't do it to the extent um, Les Mis does. Um, Mitchie, um, her like big like thing in the movie is that at one point she's at the piano and she sings like her melody that represents how she feels, which is uh, like, this is real, this is me, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. And then Shane at a different point in the movie uh, sings his own melody which represents how he feels at that time. He's like by his cabin or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, you're the voice I hear inside my head, the, the reason that I'm singing. So Mitchie at the time when she's alone is, you know, rep- singing how she feels alone by herself. You know, she's trying to boost her confidence, but, you know, she's trying to say that this is who she is, but no one's around to see her. And Shane's by himself. And so at the end, when the two of them are together, motifs they fit together their themes fit together musically they have chords that fit together Mm -hmm. and it's not like a super advanced concept but it's something that musicals do a lot and like disney channel movies don't do a lot so i was super impressed by it yeah they got it right yeah they got they got it right and so it's i don't know it's something that i like i love every time i watch camp rock because it's not something you'd see in like high school musical or the cheetah girls and so even if camp rock is like super out there it's something that's really impressive every time you see the the part at the end when they meet when they meet together they're they're uh they're pulling it off really well and that's what i really like about the ending of camp rock that's super interesting because i didn't know like the whole like all that about the motif and stuff so that's really awesome that's the thing like it may not like it's a disney movie so it's not like the best writing or anything like that but i think it is like a good movie in that respect like it does have great music and it has music that goes on like 
we were listening to the other day, like that Asta La Vista song, I kind of had forgotten about it, but it was great. Like, and I remember watching it in concert because I did get to go see the Jonas Brothers in like a camp rock edition. This was literally like a week before Demi Lovato ended up in <laughs> in oh. rehab. Oh. So I remember that so well, but it was cool to like see it all live and they had all the people like they, I mean, it was a Jonas Brothers concert, but they had some of the camp rock people with them. So I thought that was really cool. Is there a modern movie that you would lightly compare this to? Oh my gosh! Um, hmm. By modern, I mean in the from 2019 and beyond. Oh my gosh! <laughs> or 2018 and beyond. Um, so, do you think, or no? Do you think that they capped it off with Camp Rock? Well, in terms of Disney, I think for me personally, which you know, I'm I'm sure it's unfair because I'm sure people older than us, you know, watched you know their last generational movie was like Cheetah Girls One, and they're like, God, Camp Rock was horrible. Um, I'm, I'm part of that. I'm like 50, 50. <laughs> so I can't, um, I think, I think I held on to the Disney train a little longer than some people. So like, I think, but I, but there's no way to compare like Cheetah Girls to like Camp Rock. Right. But yeah, so no, right? Like not really. I don't think so. Uh, like if, like in terms of Disney Channel, no, uh, they definitely capped it off with the Camp Rock series. And in terms of non-Disney Channel, I don't think I've seen a movie and like a musical in so long that was, yeah, you know, same. which I need to fix that. I think that's when we kind of already answered it, but is there a supporting actor, actress that you couldn't imagine this movie, movie. without? I swear, of course, Alison Stoner. Yeah. Um, in the role of Caitlin, but I feel like I should offer up another one because okay. the group of people who sing, um, uh, "Who's got what it takes to be my guy?" What it takes oh, to be. Oh, what's name. her name? Was it Lola? Lola, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think that that song was before its time. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that song would do really good today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Remember we talked about? Okay, so which one of the jams would you wanted to have participated in? The final jam. Which one would you have loved to perform at? To perform at? Yeah. Which one was like the best like background where you could see yourself like performing your music? I think the campfire jam. That was pretty cool. I would also like to go to the campfire jam to to watch Tess do the shoulder shimmy. <laughs> yes. But in terms of performing, I would like to go to the campfire jam. Okay. Now take one of your songs and tell us which one you would put in Camp Rock. Uh, that you would be performing. And just before you answer that, oh. um, so we have his previous album's name is Aiming at the Stars. This is John Goreska. You can look him up. You can find him on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, pretty much wherever music can be found. You can also go to johngreska.com and find him there. I've gotten to hear some of his stuff, which I'm super excited about this new album that's coming out. But there's um, five songs, if I'm not mistaken. There's also music videos that we collaborate. No, I'm not in it, but like that we like worked on together. So check those out. Find those on YouTube at John Greska, right? Yeah. Yes. And you can also follow him on Instagram, Facebook, just John Greska. So now, which John Greska masterpiece would you put in Camp Rock? Okay. Well, in terms of which one I would put in Camp Rock, uh... or perform. Uh, oh, maybe if I missed you. That's literally what I was gonna say. If it were up to me, I would put if I missed you, and that would have totally um, been runner-up with 
Peggy, I mean Margaret Dupree. <laughs> so you would have gotten to record with the Jonas Brothers. Oh my god, no, no, with Connect Three. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, that's freaking awesome. So yeah, go check out his music. Honestly, it's great. And If I Missed You is literally my favorite song. There's also a music video for If I Missed You, so you can go ch- check that out. Um, I will link his stuff on down below wherever you're listening to this thank you for joining me in this first episode for sure it was super fun i'm so excited well we'll definitely do it again like we'll talk about a tv show next time we'll figure out when we can do that maybe once the music launches oh okay (laughs) (laughs) so we can have like the new music i'll see everyone next year (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably but because you know you can't rush genius you have to let it flow you can't that is the number one lesson in creativity do not rush genius timing just let the timing um, flow for itself. And obviously timing when you let it flow is always perfect. But thank you guys so much for listening to my first episode. Yay! Thank you everyone for being episode. here. I'm so excited. Yeah. So now you can also follow Q the Pink on Instagram, Facebook. I also have a YouTube. See you next episode where we talk about more movies and we pop some more rosé. Bye. Bye.